0: Welcome to the IT Modernization Month sponsored by Booz Allen Hamilton. Now here's your host, Jason Miller. Welcome to the discussion. My guest today is Jeff Fossum, the Senior Vice President for Booz Allen Hamilton. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. In many ways, this is part two of a conversation about IT modernization that Booz Allen Hamilton and I, I guess, are having. Uh, The first one was uh, during a panel about a month ago, and then we featured IT executives from the Patent and Trademark Office, from the General Services Administration, from the Department of Health and Human Services, we discussed this IT modernization journey. And what we came from that is, and this is no surprise to you, I'm sure, Jeff, is that it's much about changing culture as it is about changing the technology. And and as we've heard for what feels like decades now, the technology always seems to be the easy part. We heard from PTO, for example, they're very much ahead of most agencies in adopting Agile, the DevOps methodology to modernize mission-critical technology systems. We heard about HHS. It's just starting to dip their toe in this Agile world and get on the journey of IT modernization. And from GSA, they brought the contracting perspective, and they're seeing a lot of interest in the assortment of approaches for IT modernization. A lot of it is looking at this iterative, agile, DevOps, Mm -hmm. whatever synonym you want to use type approach. In our discussion today with Jeff Fossum from Booz Allen Hamilton, we're going to focus on the best ways for agencies to take advantage of their opportunity to improve and make their mission areas more effective through this power of digital transformation. There's a lot of questions out there. We're going to try to answer some of them, including what changes in culture, strategy and leadership and innovation are needed to harness the emerging and disruptive technologies? How can leaders drive humans and machines to enhance mission delivery and and, and, or get a competitive advantage? And as agencies increasingly use the power of digital to deliver services to clients and citizens, what challenges do they face with IT modernization and this digital transformation? We're going to turn to Jeff Awesome, the senior vice president, Booz Allen Hamilton, to help answer many of those questions. So Jeff, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's just start at the beginning. Tons of challenges out there. What stands out to you as some of the biggest?
1: I think some of the biggest challenges, as you mentioned, are cultural and really focusing in on it's necessary to have a holistic approach to IT modernization. Too often times it's viewed as simply a technology problem and we forget about the softer side of a successful modernization around change management, engagement with your stakeholders and your users, frequent communications, etc. And at Booz Allen, we take a much more consultative approach, one that's holistic and sort of take a mantra that we need business or mission driven IT as opposed to the opposite direction where IT is driving. The business or the mission.
0: I think the holistic piece is interesting because so many times you're right. People think of oh, well, I have this holistically. I have the hardware and I have the software, right? And I have the services. But really, when you talk holistic, go through each maybe what what are each of those parts of that holistic approach?
1: Well, I think we have to make sure we're including and engaging with all of the stakeholders and those that will be using ultimately the technology solutions we're providing. And I think too frequently we make assumptions about what they will need. This meets the business requirements, but does it actually meet the needs of, of the users of the systems to get their job done, to meet the mission goals that they have? And so it's more around change management, bringing folks along as you modernize, because it is a change, and a lot of folks fail to recognize that you can have a successful system from a functional perspective but it completely misses the mark and you get no adoption of said system you get no adaptation because sometimes we're changing how work needs to be done and without really communicating that you can have a failed system and create some shelfware
0: and that's to me so interesting to have this idea that you can create the system that works it works great but if the users don't come to it yep. then what what are you getting really what what have you accomplished do you see that still happening you think it's I do. so it's so easy yeah. talk a little bit about what you see
1: well i mean i often refer to it as sort of the field of dreams syndrome where we oftentimes see a client that will you know has this mindset that will build it and they will come and they will use it i saw a particular example in one of our major departments where they Started out on this journey, picked a technology solution, really did not engage fully with the users, um, changed their business processes, and put it out there in production and, and claimed victory. And they had absolutely no adoption. The system absolutely failed, was taken out of production, and the users went back to their legacy system and got their job done,
0: but missed a great opportunity to improve things did they go back and then fix that? Did they understand what the mistakes they made or did they blame something else? Because I think too often, oh, the technology just wasn't ready. That's the easy right. blame, right? I think in this particular case,
1: they are starting again, but they're taking that more holistic view. They recognize that there was mistakes made, lessons learned, and they're actually following that and actually making good progress. But now in a more incremental approach that is really gaining user buy-in. And that's what's critical in this. Get get a sense of shared ownership in the modernization success.
0: I see this so many times when I talk to federal chief information officers, other IT executives, they're all moving toward that customer-centric view. Is that part of this journey towards getting the the transformation correct? Is Is first understanding, okay, who really is my customer and what their yep. needs are? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's critical. And you see it in different flavors,
1: but It is a necessary component in the fast-paced change of technology. The user community of today is very different than it was 20 years ago. It's mobile. It's impatient. It is looking for responsive, very visual kinds of designs. So you really have to get out and engage your users and see how they do their work or engage with your current system. If you're going to have any hope of building a improved, modernized system that meets their expectations,
0: it's interesting because so many times the government gets a bad rap for not meeting users' expectations, but in fact, the user base is much different. So how do you how do you ensure that you're meeting the right needs of the right users at the right time. What are some of the things you're seeing that the government's doing the right?
1: Well, I think I think it is getting out and engaging with sets of users. When you're talking about the entire citizenry of the United States, I can't go talk to all 330 million folks. Now, that would be impressive. If you that could. would be, <laughs> but you can get sense through good sampling, talking to sets of individuals. And look, we're never going to get it perfect first go, even when we do all the right kinds of things around change management and user-centric design, etc. And so I think it's really important that we also plan for the long term. Once we go to production, you have to make sure you know implicitly how folks are using the system and be responsive to the changes that they're demanding. So you keep the adoption rate high.
0: And I know we'll get into that agile approach in probably the next segment. Let's I want to continue down this path of the users and the change management piece. The communication is probably, you know, you can say it multiple times. What do you need? Do you need to communicate? Then you need to communicate and oh, then communicate get, one more time just exactly. in case because people hear things differently. What are you seeing from the federal government in terms of bringing in the right people and communicating with the stakeholders? Are they doing focus groups or is it happening online or is it? the power users as we call them you know the p1s in the radio world talk yep. a little bit about what you're seeing i think the the
1: approaches that work best are those that take multiple channels to that problem so yes you want to talk to your power users but you also want to have focus groups in different segments of what you're trying to design for you need to communicate often and it needs to be in different ways sometimes it should be demonstrations of the progress you've been making other times it may be through surveys or it may be stop by and see how you're doing your work today. So I think multi-channeled approaches, but you can't do it enough. You really can't.
0: That's got to be something that the federal government has got to accept and that they also have got to start to really take advantage of of the easier way to connect with their users. Do you see that the federal agencies are recognizing that the, the path has widened?
1: I think so. But I mean, there's some legitimate challenges still. I mean, with various privacy acts, etc., you can't just bombard your users with surveys after surveys. So some inventive ways, leveraging social media, getting folks to volunteer information is really making a difference. It's giving you, again, multiple channels and different ways to engage your users. And frankly, we need to do that because that's how they operate.
0: The other piece of this, and I think, we or the other side of the coin, I guess, is the government employee themselves. They have to come with a different mindset. You t- when we talked earlier about the holistic mm-hmm. approach, the piece of that has to be that the federal employee has to look at how they serve their customer differently. Is that the hardest? way to turn this big battleship of the government to get get people to get out of their, their comfort zones in some ways?
1: Well, I actually see a lot of positive movement on that front. I think there's more to be done, and some agencies are further along that change vector than others. It is, though, for some folks, a big mindset change, whether you're talking about agile or designing for operations as opposed to just designing your initial requirements getting out and really understanding how your users need their problem solved. And there's also a good bit of governance, compliance, things you do as a fiduciary for taxpayer money. And so there are times where it feels like there's roadblocks to allowing the change to happen, but there's been a lot of progress on it. And I think we're on the right track.
0: It's interesting you bring up all these roadblocks. I know over the last five, seven years, the General Services Administration, under the Obama Administration, they really looked at trying to remove some of those roadblocks. You've seen stuff like challenge.gov. Mm-hmm. You've seen a bigger push for contests. And And do you get a sense that that's helped or that is part of this culture change that's happening? Absolutely. I think
1: testing out different approaches, I find working across a lot of different government client sets, they pay attention to what their colleagues are doing in other parts of government everybody is open to new ideas new changes but a lot of them really would like to see it having been proved in another agency before they jump on that bandwagon
0: yeah that goes back to that whole risk adverseness of the government and i think that's probably part of the reason why not just the move to agile or devops but also this mindset of user experience user design has taken so long and and listen there's a lot of people who will have negative feelings towards the U.S. Digital Service or ATF, f but they were helped change this culture, which mm-hmm. then lets people like Booz Allen Hamilton and others kind of further along. Was there a turning point? Was there a time when all of a sudden agencies start t- talking about the user, the stakeholders that you can put your finger on and say, oh, that happened 2014 or 2015 or one contract or something?
1: For me, not really. I mean, I see it's, there's a lot of unevenness in it. There are some agencies and it's, part of who they are, lean forward and lean into change and are welcoming of it others. And sometimes it's the mission they they actually are in that causes them to be a much more conservative bunch and take a go slow approach. And so for me, I didn't see a specific turning point. But what I am seeing is the whole of government is turning.
0: And so much of it goes back to the leadership. I mean, if you look at something like the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service, Mm -hmm. they had a CIO who was definitely on the cutting edge. Or if you look at the Federal Communications Commission with David Bray, who recently has left as the CIO, he pushed them further and gave them kind of that top cover. And I think that that sometimes gets lost in this holistic approach of the leadership. It
1: does. I mean, you need change agents. And you will see some emerge. There was a gentleman at GSA who really change the way they do systems work and we were along for that journey and really pushed that agency forward in serving their customers in a much more responsive way and really created an experience that people actually enjoyed as opposed to what it had been before
0: All right, Jeff, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk into what those methodologies are, Agile, DevOps, whatever we're going to call it. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the discussion, IT Modernization in Government, sponsored by Booz Allen Hamilton on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Booz Allen Hamilton, we're a world leader in applying modern technologies that are revolutionizing healthcare protecting our nation against crippling cyber attacks and making government more accessible to citizens by opening up its data and modernizing its digital systems. How do we do it? Through open, collaborative methods such as DevOps and Agile that bring technology and people together. Booz Allen Hamilton, technology leadership, agile innovation, digital transformation. Learn more at BoozAllen.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the panel discussion, IT modernization and government sponsored by Booz Allen Hamilton on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jeff Fossum, the Senior Vice President for Booz Allen Hamilton. Now, Jeff, before break, we talked a lot about this move towards customer, understanding your stakeholders, and we brought up this term agile, iterative, DevOps. Before we just assume people know what it means, let me just ask you a brief definition. When we are talking agile, when we talk DevOps, I use them as synonyms. Not everyone does. How do you guys at Booz Allen define these terms?
1: We don't use them as the same. They are synergistic, They go together well, but not always necessarily so. For Agile, I think it is really, in the purest sense for me, a mindset change. And being open to change and welcoming change, frankly, is what it's really about. And as we build more and more complex IT systems and applications, it's a wonderful way to manage the complexity and to build incrementally a solution that fits the business need, the mission need, the user's expectations, so that they get real value out of the system.
0: And then DevOps, on the other hand, is the what?
1: So DevOps, for me, again, one of the things that we've done repeatedly in the past is we've built systems, we've built IT solutions and claimed victory once we put it in production. What's missing in that equation and what DevOps is really about is from the get-go, from the initiation of an IT project or a modernization effort, you want to design in for operations. You have to take the long view. So I might build a very successful IT solution, but if I don't stay responsive to changes because things never stay the same anymore then I will eventually erode the usefulness of that system. So this gives it life beyond and gives it a leg up on remaining responsive to customer and mission needs.
0: I think those are great definitions. It's this idea of Agile is more of that that view and DevOps is the action that you're doing. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're seeing within the government around Agile, DevOps, either or both. What are you seeing from clients?
1: On the Agile front, there are getting to be very competent bodies of expertise in government. And they're working through changes to contractual terms to support that kind of approach, to bringing in users on a frequent basis to see the incremental progress and improvements and to help with the change management. And that's working very well. I think they've also become very receptive to getting themselves retrained, changing their mindset, and actually looking for coaching. Because there's really nothing I've seen be more helpful to an agile transformation than to bring sort of those agile purists in and help coach up both the, the user community but also the government clients in how they actually have to change. It's not just about agile software development. It's about agile as a means to an end, creating a better fit for your solutions.
0: And this goes back to what your conversation just minutes ago about the mindset has to change. The training piece, the coaching piece is so important. Let's move over to DevOps. What are you seeing from your, your federal clients about DevOps? Is that slower to emerge? It's actually maybe having a quicker pickup
1: because what we find commonly around the federal government, there's a lot of existing IT solutions that are expensive to operate. They're critical. They would like to realize a more streamlined, efficient, operational platform for their IT. And DevOps is a promise to help really address that issue, bring streamlined, effective, efficient operations and maintenance to a lot of the federal systems that are out there. I think one of the the keys to that is we've got a lot of excitement around, I want DevOps for my agency or for my particular mission, and I want it now. You really got to pause and make an assessment. How ready are you to begin this journey on the DevOps vector? And it's it's not something that happens overnight. And so that's an important aspect to control expectations for DevOps.
0: Are there certain challenges around these two approaches to digital transformation? What I'm, I'm hopefully that you can give me is what are some maybe common potholes or some some common things you're seeing where agencies think they're doing agile or think they're doing DevOps and they fall back to waterfall?
1: Mm-hmm. Here's an example. We had a... Um, A client that was very excited about doing agile software development, set it up, required it as part of the contract, and yet hadn't made the shift on, well, I also want all of these requirements done by a date certain. And the cool part is, I get to change my mind any time along the way, except I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on those original sets of requirements and the date certain. And You know, that's a common pitfall. It's a partial beginning towards Agile, but there wasn't a shift on the government side and not a realization that it's more than just the software that's got to change if you're going to get really effective use out of Agile.
0: Agencies are also struggling on the opposite side, Mm -hmm. where they tell uh, auditors, IGs or, or, or GAO that, well, here's the 10 things we want to do with this system. And under this agile contract, we're going to do the first two. And then they get done with the first two. And then number three doesn't really make sense. So we'll skip to number five. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go back to number four. And then they'll go to eight. And the IG comes and goes, well, you said you do 10 things and you skip number three. So minus one, that's the other mindset that has to change too, I, I imagine. It does.
1: I mean, and I think, you know, there's a contractual side of this that has to flex There is a governance side, an oversight, a compliance or gate reviews that are common. You know, again, going back to this notion that government has to still maintain good financial stewardship of the taxpayers' dollars. So they want certainty. They want things done so they can be accounted for. I don't think it's impossible to make the two work together, remaining good financial stewards. A creating certainty in in government and what can be accomplished.
0: The other piece of this that we talked about earlier that we should, I think, bring up to to this discussion is how does Agile and or DevOps also bring in this idea of user-centered design, customer experience. We talked about how important it is, but you have to have the process within this development process, this Agile. So what are you seeing or what are some of the best practices you know of where the user gets brought in during the testing, during the development phase? Well, I'd say it's even before that if you
1: actually want to be successful. So if you're really doing what, we advocate around a user experience, creating a user experience, user-centric design, citizen-centric design. You've got to get out way in front of when we're testing or when we're constructing. You've actually got to watch them do the things they do. You have to instrument your existing system so you can see the pitfalls and in the in the challenges they're having so that you're actually being responsive to to the users. Focus group sure. Interactive frameworks that we use now to really glean those, infor- those pieces of information that really make a system or a site sing to the user is really important.
0: Jeff, this has been a fascinating conversation. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. So before I let you go, what's the big takeaway from our discussion? What should agencies keep in mind As they begin this digital transformation journey. I think first and
1: foremost is that technology is a useful tool in solving mission and business problems. It isn't something you lead with. And I think too often that's our default approach. And so stepping back and taking that more holistic view that we talked about and considering what is the business problem or the mission problem I am aiming to solve and then leveraging technology modern technology modern approaches and effective experience building for the users is a much better approach to creating modern software
0: let me uh, first take my guest jeff awesome the senior vice president for Booz allen hamilton uh, jeff thank you so much for taking the time today
1: appreciate it thank you
0: you've been listening to the discussion it modernization in government sponsored by Booz allen hamilton on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 a.m For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search IT Modernization Month. Thank you for listening to the IT Modernization Month, sponsored by Booz Allen Hamilton on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. The entire program can be found on demand at federalnewsradio.com. IT Modernization.